This is Igris. Today we're going to look at a letter from Yud Dalid Tevis of our year Tavshin Lamed Gimel, 50 years ago. And uh, we have here a klal. And I say uh, I say a klal with some trepidation. I recognize that when you find a letter from the Rebbe, you cannot necessarily rely on it to tell you everything that Rebbe thinks about a topic. But I have here something like eight letters from the Rebbe that all say the same thing. So I think we might really have a klal on our hands. I didn't find really exceptions to this anywhere. And this is that people frequently have very good ideas. Sometimes those ideas will advance Torah and mitzvahs. Sometimes they will advance the cause of Lubavitch. Sometimes they will advance the cause of Hashem himself. The Rebbe nonetheless seems to have a condition he attaches to all good ideas. And without it, the Rebbe says it's not even worth starting. Without giving away the ending, let's look at the first letter and you'll see it immediately. So the first letter is letter Yud, Tafresh, Mem, Dalid. These first two points, we don't really have to read them. The first point is that if it's still practical, you should consult with other people. This is referring to a contract deal. Somebody had sent the Rebbe a contract. He didn't know whether or not to do it. The Rebbe had delayed in responding, so the Rebbe writes back, if that contract is still on the table, I have some advice for how to go about figuring out whether you should sign the contract. And the second point, the person, this business owner of some kind, had asked about a, a partnership and whether they should change the name of the company. And the Rebbe says, when it comes to the partnership, you should wait to change the name of the company until you're sure the contract, the contract is going to go through. Practical business advice, which has Elikos in it too somewhere, but it's not what we're focusing on today. Point three is the big one. Now, point three, if we look below the line, says that uh, this person had said that he had a great idea. He wanted to arrange movies about Chabad and Jewish topics. At the time, I don't know, in 1973, there wasn't, uh, I don't think Jem was around. Uh, you certainly couldn't get uh, couldn't get Good Night with the Rebbe on your WhatsApp. So uh, there weren't, there was not a lot of film on authentic Yiddishkeit and on the Rebbe and on Chabad. So this person had the idea to put out Chabad and Yiddishkeit-oriented movies. Look at the Rebbe's answer in number three. If it comes to theory, if we're talking theoretically, this is a good idea and an urgent idea, a pleasing idea, an urgent idea. This is a good thing. It's a great idea. Aval, there's a but. But it has to be in an organized fashion. It has to be in an organized way. And what does that look like? We have nobody in Chabad right now who has time for this. The people who are busy in Chabad with these sorts of things, they have no available time. As long as you can't find a person who is going to take responsibility for this project and is talented about it and has free time for it and will take it on as his responsibility, don't do it. Don't do it. Even though it is a even though it's a very good idea, in theory, your best idea in theory does not uh, does not get the Rebbe's stamp of approval unless you can find somebody who's willing to take charge of it. And it has to be somebody who's willing to take charge who has a couple qualities. This is an Ishach Rai, a person who's willing to take charge. They have to be Mesogalazah. They have to be good at it. They have to have Ponoi. They have to have free time for it. And they need to accept this as their personal responsibility. And if you can't find someone who's willing to do that, don't start new initiatives. Now, that seems like a uh, that seems like staunch language, but I think we'll find that it's something that Rebbe says in a lot of letters about a lot of initiatives, that if you can't find somebody talented who is prepared to take over the control of something, will accept the responsibility for it on himself and who has free time, don't do it no matter how good an idea it is. And the Rebbe is going to give some reasons why. Take a look at the letter. This letter is the letter Tav Kuf Nun Hey. It's a very early letter. It's from the year Tav Shin Yud. Yud Dalatavis of Tav Shin Yud. Hey, is that the same? It's the same date. That's kind of weird. Look at that. Same date as our letter, except uh, obviously many years early. Yud Dalatavis of Tav Shin Yud. The Rebbe writes Shalom Abracha. We're going to just read these first three paragraphs. So the Fidik Rebbe had been very involved in helping organize 
education for children who are making Aliyah to Eretz Yisrael, uh, who are just joining Eretz Yisrael, I guess, in the year 1950. We've been standing there for a while, not doing anything about this. There were all sorts of meetings by the Friedrich trying to get people involved. The Rebbe says, here's my idea of what we need as an absolute minimum to start educating the children in Eretz Yisrael, a very worthy cause. You would think you would just throw yourself at. Now, we need to answer the following questions. We need to answer the previous question. Excuse me. Batim, I think that might be a nearly. I'm not sure. Anyway, the questions that we need to answer are, Batim, we need a place to put them. Madricha manhilim, we need people who can be kind of counselors and people who can do on hollow, can run these things. Specifically, we need somebody who is the responsible person over this entire initiative. Maman lahit says, and we also need money for our expenses. The Rebbe then says, Anything you build that you want to last, you should start small. Anytime you want something to last, start small. We should start with a couple tens of boys and girls. Once you start with sort of a sample of like 10 or 10 or 20 students, you can see in what areas to expand. Now look down here. Nonetheless, even when you want to make a small start, you just want to start with a couple kids and sort of it's a, it's a test run just to see what we're going to need in the future. Even then, you need to have these basic conditions we talked about above. We need to have a place to put them, people in charge of them, and money, even if you're just starting, even if you're just doing a soft launch, as they say in business nowadays. The real question then is, is there somebody who is fit for the job and also wants to take full responsibility for it? Certainly they'll get paid for it. Do we have people who are fit to be? And can we find a building that will only need small repairs? So the Rebbe considers this a condition of starting an initiative that is not just good, but is absolutely critical. We have children coming to Eretz Israel, they don't have an education yet, and the Rebbe says, even before you do a soft launch of this product that will be Chabad Chinuch, uh, enrolling only tens of children in your school, there absolutely must be somebody who takes responsibility for it, and otherwise it cannot last. And the only way it can be Bar Kayama is if there is somebody, Anish Matim, once again, that's a Lashon of Mesugal. It has to be somebody good at it, and also somebody who is willing to take complete achrayas, complete responsibility for it. I have a letter here from the year... Tavshin Yud Zayin, the letter is Dalit, Tav Tav Kuf Ayin Ches, and here the Rebbe writes an explanation for why you need somebody in charge. Just one paragraph we're going to look at here. It's on your screen. Move on. The Rebbe is writing to a woman telling her that he would like her to take responsibility for a certain Chabad project, a certain institution. And he says to her, I don't want you to think that I'm telling you to get involved in technical matters that could be done by other people. I'm not telling you to uh, to take care of everything yourself. But everything needs to have an achrai. It needs to have somebody who takes responsibility for it. And that person's job is to make sure that things are done in the most efficient way, in the most efficient way. Not everybody is fit for that job. There needs to be somebody over everybody else, over all of the workers, who's making sure that things are being done efficiently, who coordinates between people, and otherwise you can't have a project get off the ground in the first place. They also need to be somebody who knows a bit about the job being done. They can't be completely aloof, they can't be completely detached, but their main job is to be a facilitator. And the Rebbe is saying that I will not start a project without a facilitator facilitator, even if it's something that is very good, like making movies, or something very important, like making a chinuch, the Rebbe doesn't feel we can start new projects without a facilitator who's willing to, who's talented, and willing to take control of the situation.
We have here a letter from Tavshin Yud Ches. The letter is Hey Tav Tav Yud Beis, and the Rebbe writes Shalom Ubracha. He says, "I've received your two letters from Erev Chag Asukas, and you asked me about uh, about uh, you asked me about Achraim uh, Meisad, who should be in charge of a certain Chabad institution." I had told this person, apparently the Rebbe had said in a previous letter, that the person in charge of a Chabad institution should have a Tzura Chabadis, that they should be Chabad informed, that they should be Chabad-ish if they're going to run a Chabad institution. And this person wrote back to the Rebbe saying, "I don't see why the person, I don't see why the CEO of our school or the head principal of our school needs to be a Chabadnik. I feel like you know, as long as the teachers are the which is, I'm not sure the person at the top, the Achroi, the CEO, I'm not sure why they need to be Chabad. And the Rebbe here answers, I'm shocked that you're even in doubt about this. What I wrote should be understood literally. And by the way, I just, I, I need to pause here just because this is a pet peeve of mine. Um, the, people frequently write back to the Rebbe saying, did you really mean what you wrote? And the Rebbe frequently writes back, in mamish, I wrote what I meant. And to this day, people have this problem that they open Igris, um, which is fine. When they open Igris and then they read what the Rebbe says for them to do, and then they decide that's not what the Rebbe really means. The Rebbe always means what he writes, nowadays and before Gimel Tamas. So once again, somebody writes to the Rebbe saying, I'm not sure you really meant it. The Rebbe goes, no, I meant it. Look at that. Even if there are many people in charge of something, there's a lot of people who are owners, a lot of people who have who are stakeholders. If there's not one person who is going to handle the Achrayas, then it doesn't have a kiyom at all. There's not one person who's going to handle the uh, the success and failure of an institution or an initiative. Then it will not last. This is against oligarchy. Sometimes it won't just not have a kiyom kidabai. It won't have a kiyom at all. It won't last at all. The Rebbe says, it pains me to, uh, I'm sorry, it doesn't pain me. I don't want to. The Rebbe says, I don't want to cause pain to anybody. But in order to drive home this point, let me point you to another mesa down the street. He doesn't say where it is, but he gives some hints. Um, there was another mesa down the street that didn't do this. Valer actually tispatach. Not only did this, did this mesa never open, after a very short period of time, the entire idea of the mesa was completely was completely nispatel, was completely nullified. Okay. So what he's saying here is that uh, is that. Once again, we absolutely must have an achrai over all things. If you want to make that, that achrai, should, we're adding sort of a detail here that it's not just that this person who's in charge needs to take the responsibility on themselves and be talented. They also need to reflect the values of the of the institution. We saw that a little bit in the previous letter where the Rebbe said this person needs to know how the job is actually done. Over here he's saying for a Chabad institution needs to be a Chabad person. But here the Rebbe is issuing a threat. And it's not really a Rebbe threat, it's a threat about nature, saying that if there is not one achrayi, if there's not one person taking responsibility for an initiative, it either doesn't really get launched properly or doesn't get launched at all. And he brings an example, says, you guys remember, there was an initiative like that and never even got off the ground because although there were a lot of, there were a lot of stakeholders and a lot of people who cared about the Indian, because there was no one person in charge of facilitating over top of all of it, taking the responsibility, who had the talent and had the tzura, it simply never happened. Another letter to this regard is, uh, is, from a previous Igris year. You guys remember Bitan Chabad, right? Bitan Chabad was one of our favorite shirim, I think. We talk about this one all the time. This was a Chabad periodical. Period, periodical. This is a Chabad periodical that was put out for a little while and that the Rebbe ultimately closed because they couldn't get a good editor. You might remember the Rebbe, the Rebbe mentions this a lot in those letters. I'm just going to highlight a couple of them, but you can listen to the prior shirim if you want more details on how this organization ended up getting shut down and refusing to listen to what the Rebbe said. In this letter to Bitan Chabad, the Rebbe writes, 
Amar Yafsiko Ifaanal. The Rebbe says it's a, this is a good publication. This was supposed to be replacing Atamim. And the Rebbe says about this publication that until you find somebody who is going to take responsibility for the editing process and be the Ahrai over the editing process and all of the information that comes out, all of the material, you should stop publishing it. And then I have repeats this in a letter that I wasn't able to pull up on that link because uh, ChabadLibrary.org stops giving you letters after our year. So anything that happened after uh, after 1973, we have to we have to pull up on Eitzah Chachma. But here I'll just expand the screen so you can see this. This is also about Betayin Chabad. And once again, the Rebbe uses the same lush, and he says, As long as you can't find somebody who is going to take control of this entire publication, be an achrai, I don't want the publication published. He says, you need to find somebody who is matim letafkid achi achrai. You have to find somebody who is matim to that tafkid. So once again, we see that they need to be not just somebody who's willing to take charge, but also someone who's talented. I think that's an important that's an important note in almost all these letters. The Rebbe says it's not just somebody saying, I'll take responsibility. It's somebody who has the time, somebody who's good at it, somebody who knows the field, somebody who reflects the values of that organization. But there needs to be somebody there. And otherwise, you can't get it off the ground in the first place. So what we have here is uh, a whole series of letters, I think, putting together a cloud by the Rebbe, that very frequently people have very good ideas on how to spread terror and mitzvahs and how to move a Chabad mesed forward or how to build a mesed. But that underneath all of that is this general principle, which is that there needs to be somebody who's in charge of the entire show. And that person in charge of the entire show needs to be somebody who has the free time and somebody who has the talent, and somebody who has the credibility, and somebody who knows the regilas of the Avedah, somebody who knows how the work normally is done, and somebody who reflects the tzura of the way that it's supposed to be done. And otherwise, the Rebbe says, it simply cannot work. You won't get a kiyom. These things cannot happen. I think that uh, definitely, uh, when it comes to some of our initiatives, we sometimes have some really good ideas at Fabrengans. We sometimes have some really good ideas in our community. And uh, I think that we can tell the difference between the ones that have taken off and the ones that have not have largely been based around whether one person or a group of people have taken an achrayas on those ideas. I think some of our best ideas that haven't gotten off the ground yet are because no one person has stood up and said, this is something that I'm taking under my purview. And our best ideas that have gotten off the ground have had that. So uh, in addition to the letters, which we could take on faith, I think we certainly have seen this. And um, therefore, it's something to think about moving forward. Okay, I think it's a little bit of a shorter share than usual, but that's all I've got. We've been through a lot of letters. Let's talk. I mean, I think it's a fantastic, fantastic business lesson. I think anybody in a leadership position who manages people or manages processes or anything can learn a fantastic lesson from this concept. And you see it in business. When you have things that have multiple people in charge, multiple people to turn to at multiple levels of responsibility, usually, as it ever mentions over there, it either doesn't come out kid the boy or it doesn't have a tzlacha Like it either doesn't work at all or just that definitely for sure doesn't come out kid the boy. And I think it's just a fantastic lesson to keep in focus as we you know, the, the older business people here that are constantly giving tasks to people to take care of things or whatever, that you put one person there in charge. And of course, obviously, the deficit says they have to have the capability. They have to accept it. They have to, you know, they have to have the time. They have to have the other things you have to assess, which I think most bosses have a hard time seeing whether their employees have the time or not, because they always think you have the time. What do you mean? I saw you go to the bathroom. Of course, you have time. So, you know, most of most employers feel that they have time. But the bottom line is, is that is that you have to make that. I think if, if in business you made this assessment before assigning projects, you would have so much more success. And the other part of it is also what the Rebbe says in the other letter, which was about starting off small, which, again, a lot of large businessmen and business owners don't know how to start off small. They want to take a bite off a big piece, get it done, get it done quickly, make a lot of money very quickly, move on to the next. Versus where the Rebbe says, you know, listen, make sure you have the right people in place. Make sure you have the right person in charge. Make sure they have the time. Make sure they accept it and and, and start small. Bite off a little piece and move ahead. I just...
think it's a fantastic business lesson. That's all. It's my comment. You feel like a few, uh, many years, not many years ago, about uh, eight years ago, nine, maybe nine years ago, came across a letter the Rebbe was sending to an American rabbi who was going to a um, kinnis of, of rabbis. And the Rebbe basically lays out for him what the job of a rabbi of a community is about bringing in people from the community and giving them tasks to do. A, people that are capable of doing those things and then also that because people um, want to have like individuality and they want to feel like a, a part of things. Sam was just uh, reminding me 